You're looking live at 15 Minute You. I'm Evan Wazorek, and that's my brother Matt. You didn't mean Adam Wazorek? Har, har, har. <laughs> Jacoby, Jacoby, you're killing me. <laughs> Folks, welcome to a special off-season edition of 15 Minute You, your favorite college football podcast. Now, we can't talk about next week's college football landscape because there still is no next week yet, but we sure as heck can talk about the last few weeks, notably signing day. ESPN's latest scam to make money off amateur athletes. I mean, excuse me, I'll, I'll edit that out, excuse me. Matt, personally, my favorite highlight of signing day was Austin linebacker Levi Jones, who took off his jacket to re- reveal a Florida t-shirt, and then he took that off to reveal a Florida State t-shirt, only to take that off to reveal a USC t-shirt. I thought it was hysterical. I'm not his father, though. Matt, if you were his dad, how would you react? Well, I mean, I don't know anything about <laughs> being a father so just <laughs> preach. The fact that, preach. Uh, to me it seems like he's a perfect fit for usc yeah for the dramatics love yep. the limelight how can i get more attention let me wear seven shirts and <laughs> it'll be the last one that i'm signing with perfect sign there by clay Hilton. absolutely so while we're talking signing day let's go through the roll call when evan called your name Please stay here. Evan, take us through the top 25 signing day classes. Okay, folks, top 25, and we're going off Rivals.com's. Number one, Alabama. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Georgia. Number four, Michigan. Number five, Florida State. Number six, USC. Number seven, Oklahoma. Number eight, LSU. Number nine, Florida. Number 10, Texas A&M. Number 11, Miami, Florida, not Ohio. Number 12, Penn State. Number 13, Notre Dame. Number 14, Auburn. Number 15, Tennessee. Number 16, South Carolina. Number 17, the Maryland Terrapins. Number 18, Oregon. Number 19, Stanford. Number 20, Nebraska. Number 21, UCLA. Number 22, Clemson. Number 23, Washington. Number 24, Arkansas. And rounding out the top 25, the Utes of Utah. Matthew, what are your reactions? We didn't scroll all the way down to uh, Sky Uma slash Row the Boat at number 59. <laughs> Sky Uma! Which came in just behind Cincinnati. But I just looking over it. We talked, you know, before the start. Number three, Georgia. To me, that was a little bit shocking. I do know it's, you know, Georgia, very fertile recruiting ground, SEC. Okay, okay. They had a, a basic year at best. Should I be yeah. shocked by the number three ranking or not? I don't. I mean, I don't really think so. Kirby Smart, you know, their new coach. He certainly had recruited in that area before. Um, I know a lot of people were excited about you know where that program's going to go. So maybe this is just some guys trying to you know get along that train and help them get back to dominance like they used to be. Yeah, I mean, I also free shoes and USC definitely benefited from great bull wins. You saw them pick yeah. up some yeah. huge signings on Wednesday. So those programs are just kind of building that momentum. I was also shocked that uh, Maryland coming in at number 17, that's the fourth best recruiting class, according to Rivals and according to ESPN, in the Big Ten. Ohio State is one, Michigan is two, Penn State is three, and then it's Maryland. Like, where's Sparty? What up, Doug? Right? What up, Doug, Sparty? I don't know. I don't know. Not there. My last takeaway is that I got to challenge you on the last episode of 15 Minute You. You talked about yep. the possibility of us entering this Clemson, Bama, round-for-round era of college football. My question is, looking at the last couple recruiting classes, looking at the last couple college football playoffs, why is it Clemson, Bama, and not Ohio State, Bama? Because I'm not really buying Clemson, Bama. 
First of all, I believe I called it the Clemson-Bama Cold War. Secondly, <laughs> because, man, this is all fake. This is all fake. This is all overhyped by ESPN. Like, UMD at number 17, please, I'll wait until they're relevant again. I'll just be sitting here. Come get me in 10 years. Great for the players, especially those who will be the first in their families to go to college. You know, they get to stand up in front of their family, their friends, their school, their community, and announce their future. It's a very exciting moment for them. Other than that, though, this means absolutely jack. Let me tell you why. Here's some examples from the 2014 class. So these players are now either seniors or redshirt juniors this coming up season. Number five, Tennessee. Number six, Texas A&M. Number seven, Georgia. Number 11, Notre Dame. Number 12, Miami. 18 through 21 is Kentucky, Ole Miss, Texas, Arizona State. Remind me how any of those teams did. Oh, right. Nowhere near as good as their rankings. Man, I've been a Cleveland Browns fan far too long to be able to get into any of this hype. All right? It's just... It's just hype is what it is. It's more important how coaches develop talent, not only supposed quote-unquote five-star recruits, but also walk-ons. The fact is the majority of these players won't live up to the hype. Coaches that can't develop all players, not just five stars, won't win, period. I don't disagree with that, but you also missed on the infographic I sent you earlier this week. Every college football playoff champion since we've had the playoff has had at least 13 players. They were in the ESPN Top 100. So how does signing day not matter? The road to the playoffs starts your, on signing day. Your sample you size... You've got 13? You could be the next college football national champion. Your sample size is less than five samples. I'm sorry. That's not enough for me to call a trend. It's all the samples that we got. It's not enough for me to call a trend. All right. We can argue about this till the cows come in. Or, Matt, over the past couple of weeks... We've seen some newcomers to the CFP committee, like we're seeing newcomers to these football teams. You want to break down these newcomers for the folks at home? Yeah, we got some new blood on the CFP next year. Additions <laughs> are Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith, former Virginia Tech head coach Frank Beamer, and Robert Morris University President Chris Howard. I got two questions. First, Chris Howard, Robert Morris University President. Not a big name in college football. Why no. is he on the committee? I looked up his bio. Uh, he, gra- he graduated and played football at the Air Force Academy. Um, there he won the Campbell Award, which I guess is the best player on and off the field. Includes academics, volunteering, things like that. Nice. And then he stopped playing football. Didn't go pro, didn't coach. Obviously spent some time in the Air Force. He's got an MBA from Harvard and a doctorate from Ox- Oxford. So he's a very smart guy. Um, That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a university president. It's just odd that he's not a he's an FCS college president. He is a Cleveland native though, and you know I'm all about the land. So preach, son. I go back to our previous discussion about Baylor. Uh, there is a issue that I think college football has, like having an uh, old white boys club. And True. I think adding, adding a black guy to the CFP brings diversity that is necessary and needed on this committee and. You know, on any number of committees that are running the show here. Agreed. My second question is, yo homie, Gene Smith, what are your opinions on uh, the Dark Lord joining the committee? Yeah, I'm sure there are a ton of people not wild about this in Ann Arbor. Uh, I'm not wild. Yeah, I mean, truth, I'm not wild about it, but I'm not up in arms about it. I mean, they used to have Lloyd Carr on the committee, so it's, it's these things just come and go. Um, they have a system to recuse themselves. They use it. He, at least, unlike 
Robert Morris, president, uh, has been around football his whole life, played pro for a little bit. Now he's a football executive. Um, what else? No, he's not a football executive. He's an athletic director at Ohio State. And what I think I'm not over is that the whole thing with Trestle came down. Gene Smith had no problem just like passing that whole entire buck onto Trestle, scooting Jim out the door. What were the sanctions for Gene Smith, who was Trestle's boss at the time? Good point. They were like, oh, this program's run rampant. Gene Smith, no penalties. Good Dude point. He shows up the next day like any other day. Good point. Oh, God. While we're talking Big Ten, let's talk news and notes of the last two weeks. Yep. Jim Harbaugh, mad scientist, is at it again. First, <laughs> he's paying his three of his assistant coaches, and by he, I mean the University of Michigan. Is Obviously. A million dollars per year. Whew. First college in the country to do so. Second, Harbaugh is <laughs> taking the team to Rome for practice this spring in what Harbaugh has called a cultural and educational experience. Today, Coach Harbaugh promised a yearly trip abroad for the Wolverine. Is Jim Harbaugh a genius or a lunatic? Oh, I mean, there's a fine line between those things. (laughs) (laughs) Starting with the Rome trip, I mean, a trip to Rome on someone else's dime is a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience, so I can't blame the players, coaches, for doing it, wanting to do it. Go for it when you get that opportunity. I mean, as long you know, this is not like coming from Michigan student tuitions. This is coming from some donor that's got more money than God that's donating it to the program. Uh, so, like at the end of the day, we got a couple of donors listening to this podcast. You know, true. It's your, it's not our money. True. You know what I'm saying they can divide, divide, divert that our way though. Get some like pro <laughs> equipment up in here. Just saying. And over the next, you alluded to over the next few years, he right now is planned on trips to Israel and Spain. Uh, I can tell you, I think this is going to be a great recruiting tool. Not only can he tell parents that you know your kids are going to get world class education at Michigan, but also they get to travel the world on someone else's dime. Clutch. Educational and cultural. Educational and cultural. Yeah, I'm sure they're doing a lot of studying and learning about other cultures over there. And with the salaries, man, it's just the market. Like for the people getting paid, get those checks. More teams are going to be doing it soon. It's not just Michigan. Uh, Who am I to to judge him just getting ahead of the curve? That said, I think college football already has way too much money in it. I think this is a clear sign. But at the end of the day, what are we really going to do about it? There's no way the NCAA is going to cap salaries or cap athletic department spending. So it's just the way of the future, folks. I don't disagree. The study abroad cultural educational experience is a complete recruiting tool in my opinion yeah uh, i you know if that's what it takes to get him though like i'm ready to be a national championship fan so like jim <laughs> go get him baby. go get him go and get him i don't disagree about the way of the market and it was only a matter of time before somebody jumps in the water of paying assistant coaches over a million dollars a deal a million dollars a year it, it, we talked about this when it happened it just like really put a pit in my stomach and made me feel uncomfortable about college football in general mm-hmm. that we're spending this much money on assistant coaches. And that's the game. It's a little bit icky. Just in that you know that the resources are not allocated anywhere in the area code of fair. And so oh, agreed. I don't have an, an outline or a map for that, but it doesn't make me feel comfortable. So if everybody's going there, do you go there? In this case, I guess we're saying... Anyways, oh, Matt, we no. unfortunately now have to take a dark turn. Over the past few weeks, there's been a new lawsuit against Baylor that alleges 52 rapes were carried out by no less than 31 Baylor football players. 
The suit also alleges a culture of sex, drugs, and alcohol that was actively encouraged by the coaching staff. This includes encouraging female students to have sex with recruits on official visits. Former staff members, of course, deny the whole thing. I am, obviously, disgusted by the whole thing. And given what we've seen at other colleges and programs, other scandals, it honestly wouldn't surprise me in the least bit, as unfortunate as that is. You hammer Penn State, but then Baylor seems to be getting off relatively scot-free. Players, coaches, administration, all three levels involved in this. You got, I mean, you got to hammer them. And when I think back to the fans who sold and bought the hashtag CAB, Coach Art Bryles t-shirts outside the stadium, it makes me even more disgusted with just Baylor as a whole. Well, they didn't know this at that time, though. They knew. I don't the they shirts, they knew other allegations. Like, it, these are different facts. We can't use these like new facts against. Oh, them. you're right. They're, the team was only accused of 15 rapes at the time instead of 52. Yeah. You're right. Um, I don't know how we don't start talking about the death penalty here. Like, let's go. And Art Riles can never coach again. Not pro. Not college. Not Pop Warner. I'm sorry. You're done. Be glad you're not in jail, Matt. You're a former college athlete and a human being. Oh man, dude, I. So the first article that was reported last week on ESPN.com with 52 rapes, read it a couple times. There's a lot of he said, she said, even in the article it crisscrosses, talking about the host. It was this group called the Baylor Bruins, and yeah. you know they would female uh, students would take recruits around, give them tours, this and that, and that's where these allegations of you know encourage sexual acts and hanging out. And, doing X, Y, and Z, but then they also had quotes from former Baylor Bruins who were like, no, we never did that. Like you said, the coaches, coaching staff also denied it. No, absolutely not. We never did that. One line I thought was absolutely 100% false from the article last week read, the former assistant coach told Outside the Lines the Baylor Bruins actually had very little involvement with the recruits beyond the official visits and on game days. And the coaches never got involved with what the recruits and the current players who served as their host did in the evening. Okay, that's a lie. Just like 100% lie, not true. Anytime we hosted recruits at Loyola, our coach was super explicit that we went over drinking, drugs, sex. He gave us $40 and was like, so have a good time. Be fucking cheap about it, but have a good time. So if Loyola Cross Country is sitting down talking about, okay, we don't do drinking, we don't do this, we don't do this, yeah. take care, only spend 40, you tell me that one of the top college football programs in the country was like, yeah, hey, whatever you do at night, don't tell us about it. Like, If they if they didn't have that conversation, they're, they are negligent, like criminally negligent. I know, and only in the last hour am I starting to think that maybe that was even possible based on today's article that comes out about Baylor and Art Bryles and that there was a cover-up here for Bryles in the quotes in today's article is aloof on what's going on. Yeah. Responding very nonchalantly about drug use, weapons, yeah, uh, uh, exposure, sexual assault, kind of like how can we get him out of here? Um, I disagreed with you last week when we talked about Bryles, but I mean, you're right. If What is it, if it's true today what they said about Bryles and that, like, you have these nonchalant reactions to what these players did, he can never coach again. Can't Agreed. Do it. And Matt Rule is in a heap of trouble. Oh, for sure. I, I agree. I don't know how Baylor doesn't get the death penalty here. Yeah. 
It, it have to, have to. Do you, I, I don't, I don't think they will though. Unfortunately, deep down inside, I know they won't because that's just the way big time college football is. But they absolutely should. They would have to make a call very soon. They're not going to make a, if it gets to the summer and they haven't made a call yet. They're not going to do it. Yeah, agreed. they wouldn't do it that close to the season. Yeah. Sorry to end on such a dark note, but. That does it for this signing day edition of 15 Minute U. Thank you so much for joining us. It's truly been great to talk about college football again. Yes, Six sir. months until kickoff, Thursday, August 31st, 2017. Until then, we'd love to hear from you on our Facebook page or by email at 15minuteu at gmail.com. What up? <laughs> what up, though? <laughs> Be on the lookout for our question of the week and our preview podcast of each conference after the spring meeting. This week, we want to know if you think Tom Herman can turn around the steady tide of the Texas of high school recruiting. Check out and like our Facebook page to chime in. Invite your friends to join us as well. Why not? More than prayer. Absolutely. Why not? Let us know what you want to hear. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, wherever else you get your fine podcast. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. As we sign off tonight, we want to pay tribute to one of the greatest voices in college football history who signed off himself this past Tuesday. Brent? Take it away. We've traveled together. You know, thanks so much to you for uh, sharing your time with me. What great memories we've had over the last almost 50 years. But now, it's time for me to turn over the play-by-play duties to those fine young announcers for growing up at ESPN. Make no mistake about it. I'm going to miss games like this. I'm going to miss working with all the great analysts that I've been with through the years. But maybe you'll pay me a visit out of my good place in Las Vegas. Why not? We can share a cold one. It may be a win or two. Anyway, thank you so very much for all the appreciation and all the great moments that we've experienced together. God bless.